This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Whoa! I'm fired up. I'm in a I'm in a good fucking mood. Day after my birthday. Happy birthday to me. August 4th was my birthday. Today's August 5th, baby. Okay? We're going to move on. We're going to move past the birthday. I know it's tough because I'm a birthday boy. I've had a fantastic week so far. Off of work, right? Got the full week off of work. I'm not going anywhere, unfortunately. You know, I'm just kind of stay vacation or whatever. Staycation. So I, your boy did it. I talked to you a little bit on Monday. We're going to get into the fights. We're going to get into the fights that happened on the 1st with Brunson and Shabazian. We're going to recap the contender series. And then just we'll just, we'll just chill out. We'll have a good conversation. But... If you want to fast forward through bullshit, go ahead because I, you know, your boy did it. He got his truck. Woo, woo, woo. Got his truck. Boy, am I excited. Never thought it was going to happen. So if you don't know, now you know. Three years ago in 2017, right before the wife was having a kid, I, I wanted to get a Honda Ridgeline. I love Honda Ridgelines. Actually, I would. A little before that, I wanted any kind of truck, right? I, I, I didn't know what kind of truck I wanted, but I knew I wanted a truck. And so I test drove all these trucks. I test drove a Tacoma, F-150, GMC Sierra, GMC Canyon, Silverado, Colorado, and the old Ridgelines. If you've seen the old Ridgeline, they're really boxy and stuff. Kind of looked like a Chevy Avalanche, which is what my buddy has. And I really liked it. I test drove it, almost bought it. The I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm not going to rehash it too much. Kind of got fucked by the finance guy at that place. Um, and it was kind of the best thing that happened to me because right when I went to go get the Ridgeline, it was a 20, I want to say it was a 2011 maybe. Um, they just came, it was in 2017 and they just came out with the 2017s. Complete redesign. They took three years off. And the 2017s were, oh, I mean, made my dick hard right? Redesign, more sleek, more features, all this stuff, right? And uh, when we were waiting for the finance guy to do his thing, you know, a couple years ago, um, the guy's like, hey, you want to test drive the new one? You know, maybe we can put you in a lease. And, and I was like stubborn. I'm like, listen, I'm not fucking, I'm not going to be putting a lease on a $35,000 car, having a car payment, 600 bucks a month. You know, I'm, I'm just not going to do it, right? I got a kid on the way. Uh, I'm not going to spend all this money right before we have a kid because, you know, fucking kids are expensive. So fast forward to 2020, um, cars paid off, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep it for a while. I'm going to fucking keep it for a while because she's a good car. It's a Kia Soul, right? And a lot of people laugh at it. It's not the manliest car in the world. I'm a big guy. I loved it. It was one of the best cars I've ever had, right? Um, but in the back of my head, I'm like, man, I know I know, not having a car payment's cool. Um, but I, I was able to make it without a car payment, right? You know, and... Uh, or make it with a car payment, excuse me. And I'm like, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was almost like through the motions, right? And I was like, you know what, Brian? You're too fucking young not to have a car payment. You're doing okay. You've been at your job for almost 14 years, right? You're not going, UPS isn't going anywhere. Sorry, I just said where I worked at. Fuck it. It's kind of mood I'm in. They're not going anywhere, okay? Been there 14 years. And so I just started looking at cars, right? And I was thinking about getting an SUV. I got, I got a baby on the way. I got another baby now. We got car seats, galore. And I was like, you know what? I need something bigger, right? And the wife likes a bunch of things. And then all of a sudden, just something like about a week ago, two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I don't fucking know. Um, something popped in my head. I was like, well, let's just check out ribs lines, right? You know, because you've always wanted a truck. There's been a couple situations where a truck would have been very nice owning a home and getting rid of, getting rid of stuff, bringing stuff in. I mean, we've had to tie stuff on the, the roof of the car. So I go and look at ribs lines. And I said, okay. 
some of these are pretty, pretty in my price range right now. Right. And then I factor in the fact that I'm going to get about anywhere from six to eight K for my car. Right. And I was like, listen, we got to trade my car in now. It's only got 60,000 miles on it. Nothing's wrong with it whatsoever. I needed to get new tires. So I'm like, do I want to pay 400 something bucks for new tires? Or I just want to pay 400 bucks for a new car payment. Right. I know that doesn't make any fucking sense, but go with me, boys, go with me. So I decide I do some research. I I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at negotiating three years ago or four years ago, almost four years ago when uh, three and a half years ago, whatever, when I was negotiating with the other car back, you know, back in 2017, nobody wanted to do an email. They're like, Hey, give me a call. Come on in, blah, blah, blah. They want to do face to face. Cause these fucking salesmen are slick. They're good. And I'm one of those guys, like, if you're not saying what I want to hear face to face, I'll walk out. I'll be like a little baby, or maybe I'll get rude to you, whatever. So this time around with COVID, they're all doing email. So I hit up like three or four really like established dealers had good ratings that I knew had a lot of cars to get rid of, come from a big lot, good financing, right? They're going to have tons of financing options, blah, 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 blah. Hit up a bunch. Some girl was lowballing me. Some girl was saying my monthly payments are going to be this. I said, that's not where we're at. She went a budget on price. She wanted to lowball me in my car. Finally, I found this guy in Indianapolis. He goes, listen, we have no problem giving you seven grand for your car. And then if you want to come in and then, and then we're talking out the door price, right? So the truck was 28,000. Let's talk numbers, right? I'm not going to fucking hide anything. I know it's, it's a little gauche to talk about numbers, but fuck it. Let's go. Truck was 28,995, excuse me, 28,995. I trade in seven grand, right? For my car. I'm not putting any down payment down. And, I, and then it was with, you know, they always add taxes and fees and shit like that. And it was ended up being like 23, high 23s. I told the guys like, oh man, I appreciate it. But you know, I, I really want to keep around 21, 2021. And, uh, that was just me, you know, doing my thing. You know, he responds back. was like, what if we get you out to do our 22 flat with all taxes and fees and everything like that? 22 flat. I said, deal. Strike up a deal. Go there. I had this huge like scratch in my car that I didn't even notice if I'm being completely honest with you. And obviously, you know, he looked at my car and he got it appraised and stuff. So he's like, uh, I can give you six. And there's this huge scratch and, and a couple other little spots that, you know, I mean, the tires are old. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, that battery's probably gonna blow up any second right now. I mean, I took pretty good care of it, but I mean, so he's like, we can do six, but we can uh, honor the original deal of what we said in the email. I said, perfect. Right. Take the car, whatever. Got the deal done. Got the credit I wanted. Uh, shout out Capital One. Awesome stuff. Got a good interest rate. And uh, yeah, we were out. And we are out in like two hours. The last time I bought my car was like four fucking hours. We were out in like two hours. It was seamless. It was awesome. It was an hour and a half away in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is, you know, it's an easy drive for me. But um, I, my wife's car's done in, I think, J December. She wants a little bit bigger of her car as well. Um, so I think we're going to go back there. And she might want to get, get a pilot or something or whatever, but yeah, awesome stuff. Can't recommend it enough. So I'm excited. I am excited. I got the car of my dreams. I'm not a car guy, right? And I'm not even a truck guy. A lot of truck guys probably don't like grid lines because they're, you know, a lot of, you know, they're not, you know, the bed's not different. You know, they don't drive like a truck or whatever like that. I mean, I've, I've seen reviews and I've, I've seen idiots talk about it. They're just not their thing, but Oh, it's my thing, boys. So I'm very excited. Yesterday, birthday, 34 years old. Woo! Wife took me out. 
Yeah, she took me out. That's how boss she is. No, we went out with the with, with the little one. Spent a great day together. I woke up early, went and got bagels. Had a nice old bagel spread. Kind of lounged around. Went downtown Cincinnati. OTR over the Rhine. It's this little hippie uh, spot downtown Cincinnati. It's really really uh, cool. They got one of my favorite t-shirt shops there. Homage. And uh, I got a cool little red shirt. They didn't really have much, right? I love I love a good t-shirt. And, and she, my wife got me that. We're supposed to eat dinner at this chicken place down there. It's called the Eagle. It's amazing. But they um, they didn't open until four. And it was like three. And, and we were at the little one. She hurt her leg. She you know, fell and scraped her leg. So she's being like kind of, you know, obviously, you know, ouch. And uh, we decided to go a little north and, and go to this Mexican place, which was amazing. And then got some ice cream. And they came home, watched the Reds, watched the fights, relaxed, spent time with my family. It was it was a really nice birthday, right? It was really good. And it was funny is I have a little bit of sciatica in my back, right? Just like some nerve stuff in my back, you know, and it flares up from time to time. Nothing serious, right? But it, it, it's it's a little, it hurts, right? When for like a day or two, you stretch it, all that shit. And um, I had it yesterday and it, it was like, man, I turned 34 and my fucking back gives out on me. What the shit? Awesome day though. Today I woke up, had to go to the BMV. You know what? I asked, I text my buddies this and, and, and they told me the answer. I always called it the DNB, right? And it really depends on what state you're in. But in Cincinnati, in Ohio, maybe, maybe it's just Cincinnati, but in Ohio, I believe it's called the BMB, the Bureau Motor Vehicles. And then in some states it's called the DMB. I've always called it the DMB, but I had to go up there and get temporary tags I gotta wait for the game. I might get like some vanity plates or something like that. I don't know. I don't know yet. Like, uh, I don't know what to get. But if you have any ideas of what I should get, go ahead. All right. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna recap the first, second. <laughs> See what I did there? So August first, that card was whoa. That was crazy. We'll get into all that shit right now. Since it's fresh in my mind, we're gonna go over the contender series. Was last night. I was planning on doing breakdown videos every before every contender series, making my prediction on who was going to get picked. I, I plan on still doing that. seems like every time I tell you guys I'm going to do something on the podcast, I fucking don't do it. So we're going to play it by ear. But obviously Sunday, uh, you know, I went to bed super early. We had to be up early on Monday. And then I, you know, Monday came home and it was just, it was a whirlwind of things. Obviously I didn't do it on my birthday day of the fight. So a uh, little busy Monday, you know, a little busy. Um, but I, I plan on doing that. That, 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 that. That's just a fact, Jack. But, Contender Series was last night. So we went Jordan Levitt versus Jose Flores. Flores fought in the Contender Series before. He grew his hair out. And that's pretty much the only thing that went different. Favola submitted him the first time around. Jordan Levitt, interesting guy. He trains my boy Chris Curtis out there in Vegas. He, he's interesting, right? He, 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 he yeah, you know, he's, he's a unique character. His striking's okay. His ground game's decent, but, you know, he got the submission. He got an arm triangle choke. Flores is apparently pretty decent on the ground, but, you know, what are you going to do? Levitt looked really good in his transitions. He looked really good calm. There's a couple times where Flores maybe had him in danger, and, um, and Levitt just is kept a cool head, right? And, and went in there and won. He didn't blow me away, but it was a good performance for him. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be, he's an interesting addition, right? If, if, if he can, uh, you know, I mean, we're always looking for talent at the UFC. I said that like I fucking work for the UFC, but I think he's gonna be okay. He didn't blow me away, right? He got the contract. Um, Jose Flores probably is not going to get a call again unless it's super short notice. Um, he just looked like nerves got to him. I don't know. I mean, that was a, he floundered on the ground a little bit, really quick, ch- uh, tap to the arm triangle choke too. And it, it is what it is. So the biggest controversy tonight, Jerome Rivera versus Luis Rodriguez. 
Rodriguez, young kid, I believe from Mexico, right? Um, you know, he's raw. He has talent. He's strong for that division. Rivera is kind of tall, lanky. He's got those long arm stuff. If you ever seen that video of him getting his arm kicked and it broke, it's devastating. If that doesn't tell you to gain some weight, I don't know what will. But Rivera started off uh, very confident, very arrogant in this fight. You know, he went out there and his striking looked okay. Rodriguez definitely hit harder. And then it was just basically clenching and scrambling and back and forth. I really don't know how you give that 30-27 Rivera. That is absolutely crazy to me. Um, it was a very back and forth fight. A lot of people thought Rodriguez won. If I'm being fully candid with you, I did not pay too much attention to this fight. I kind of start dozing off, not dozing off, but kind of start getting on my phone and looking away and shit like that. Um, it, both guys just didn't really do it for me. They're both 125ers. I can see him in the UFC one day. They could have been a bad matchup. Rodriguez is so young. He looks like he has power, but he's super raw. He needs to clean up all his techniques and he can be really good, but his, his submission defense looked pretty good. And, uh, he had some offense submission offense of his own when in Riviera, a little more established guy. Uh, wasn't overly impressed. I like his confidence, but, you know, maybe eat something. Maybe go up and wait a little bit and, and, and work on your power. I just, I didn't like his, his I didn't like his body type for that division. And then the star of the night is Urso Medic versus Mikey Gonzalez. Urso is a stud. I had no idea who this guy was before this, right? Um, I looked up the Contender Series briefly um, in preparation of doing the video. And uh, the only one I knew, I knew Flores from, from um, prior Levitt a little bit because uh, Chris has tagged him in some photos on Instagram. And then Jacoby, I didn't know anybody else. And Medic is a fucking savage. Still a little raw, right? He's Serbian. He lives in Alaska, I think. I didn't get his full backstory, but um, good left hand, right? Good body kick, set up the body kick. Um, he switches stances, which, you know, a guy so early in his career, I know that's more and more common in MMA, but unless you're like an absolute killer, I usually don't love switching stances because it does fuck with your power a little bit. Um, I, I like a guy who who can traditionally stay in one stance, can switch if need be, but not always constantly switching, and that's kind of Urso's style. Uh, but he fucked up Gonzalez, right? Round one, I mean, he fucked him up. Gonzalez only had a wheel kick, really. A couple back kicks, and, and Medic just ran right through him. He's big for the division. He's strong. Clear number one guy going to come out and win that contract after that fight. First round TKO. Looked good doing it. Didn't wasn't like in 12 seconds, so we didn't get enough of him. We saw enough. He moves well. He's big. He's powerful. He's fucking mean in there. He wants to get the finish. Um, his left hand is, is smart. He's very confident. You know what I mean? He was kind of calling out. He said he was like toughest out of the top 90% of lightweights, which is crazy. Uh, he might be right. But again, that's one of the best divisions UFC. Um, I was impressed with him. I thought he looked really good. E easily going to get the contract. And then main event, I guess, Jacoby, Jacoby versus Flores. When I saw Flores hitting pads and hitting the bag, I went, this guy better be a fucking stud wrestler. Because he looks so bad. Now, I know there's some guys that look lights out on the pads. And they're not that, that great when, he, when they get in there. But he looks so bad, Flores did, right? Southpaw standing herky-jerky. His legs positions are kind of weird. His footwork is terrible. He's as tough as they come. But Jacoby, who's primarily been a kickboxer over the past four or five years, just really started getting back into MMA. He had a UFC run like 10 years ago, 185. Like him at 205. He did everything to put this Flores guy away. I thought the fight might have been stopped in the second round. Kind of gassed out. He slowed down in the third round. I guess they gave the some guys, judges gave the third round to Flores, which is whatever. Um, Flores was just a punching bag in there. Just a punching bag that was tough, 
right? He's not not cut out for the UFC. I, I can maybe see them giving him another shot in the contender series later this season or possibly next season because you know he is 26 and they need light heavyweights. Um, but I'm glad they signed Jacoby. I didn't know if there was. Dana kind of just said, fuck it, we'll do it. They need 205ers. They need 205ers that are exciting. Jacoby striking is good. I wouldn't, I mean, I know he's a kickboxer, but it's not like super dynamic. It is good. He's got a good right hand. Um, it's really going to be really interesting to see him fight the guys at 205. And he's a vet and he's been around forever. It's time. Uh, you know, he, they can throw him in there with anybody because he's had like 30 something fights. I will say this though. When he did the little promo, when Laura Senko was like, hey, tell Dana why they should bring you. He goes, oh, because, you know, I'm a veteran and I'm really good at interviews. Uh, no, you're not. He said in that interview with Laura Senko, and I know he's exact, tired, my hat goes off to Ty Floyd. He said my hat goes off to him 10 times. You're good at interviews? Have you seen a good interview, dude? What are you talking about? You're not good. I mean, again, you're tired. You're exhausted. You, you, you're just saying things that you possibly don't mean, but you're good at interviews? Fuck out of here, man. What are you crazy? You're not good at interviews. Okay? You're just not. Um, but yeah, so that was it. That was the contender series. I enjoyed it. I always enjoy the contender series. It's always uh, a good event and stuff like that. And uh, a lot of a fight dropped out. One guy missed weight or something like that. Is that what happened? I don't know the fighter's name. There was a fighter that um had to come out because of uh some situation. So uh hopefully he's okay. Speaking about fighters coming out, August 1st, boy, oh boy, oh boy. We had eight fights. Supposed to be 11. Three fell out. One fell out the night of. We'll get to all that. But first fight of the night, you got Chris Gutierrez versus Cody Durden. You know, Cody Durden's a guy a lot of people kind of like that plus 280. Um, Gutierrez, it, it looked pretty good in this fight. Um, he got 10 8 the first round, which, listen, I. <sighs> I understand the 10-8 scoring system, right? Gutierrez definitely got dominated in the in the in the in that fight. But or in that round, excuse me. But the last two rounds I felt were so much more dominating that first round. Like he almost put Durden out a few times. I'm not gonna cry about the draw, but I just thought Gutierrez, you know, I don't know. I it's it's just a tough scoring system. It really is. Um Durden looked in the first round, he took him down, got his back, and and just held there, right? Gutierrez needed to be a little more urgent, getting him off his back, standing it up. His kicks look good. His punches look good. I thought he was going to put Durden out a few times. Durden was completely gassed. Um, you know, he looked okay in there. It didn't blow me away. Again, I never saw tape. I saw tape on him that didn't blow me away either. So, um, <clears throat> Gutierrez, though, got a good win. Um, I had him right in that fight, but it was a draw. Jamal Emmers versus Vincent Cachero. Cachero, tough as they come. He's a 135er, though. Emmers is a big 45er. Um, you know, he just got pieced up. He was tough. He's got a chin. These Hawaiian dudes are fucking built different. Emmers looked pretty good. He he got hit too by Kachero. Kachero cracked uh, Emmers. Kachero's going to stick around at 135. That's for sure. He proved his worth. Took this fight on really short notice. Emmers, again, huge favorite. Uh, I didn't like this fight. I didn't bet on this fight. We'll get to the fight that I did bet on. Um, but uh, Emmers, minus 320. I didn't like that line, even though it was a short notice fight. He dominated. Um, I still think there's some holes in Emmers' game. I'm not writing home about him just yet. Uh, he does have a win in recording St. Hagen a while ago, but you know, you know, he looked good though, Emmers did. But I the more the story for me, and it sucks for Emmers, was Cachero coming up in weight, being significantly smaller, and just being that durable and that tough. That was to me the fucking story of the fight. I mean, Emmers, a guy who's been in UFC, been in the contender series, all that stuff. But yeah, Cachero, uh, Cachero legit dude there. 
So Ray Borg got canceled, right? Ray Borg had to uh, come out, uh, and then Johnny Munoz Jr. stepped in and fight Nathan Manis. Manis is a guy from kind of my neck of the woods, my old neck of the woods. And um, hold on. Thirsty. Munoz is a guy, California kid. I've seen hype about this kid. I've seen tape on this kid. I've seen videos on him. He looks pretty good, right? His jiu-jitsu is pretty good. His stand-up is pretty good. Manis, good boxing. Doesn't have the best um, defense, in my opinion. So I thought Munoz could hit him and then maybe get to the fight to the ground. He didn't get the fight to the ground, but he just couldn't do anything, right? Manis was big, strong, had more cardio. Munoz just kept chasing that takedown, which was so weird to me. I don't I don't understand why he kept chasing it when uh, when I felt like he, he should have set it up more. It's a young fighter, though. Manis, coming from Kentucky, you know, training at a small camp. Had power in his hands, right? Looked really good in the southpaw stance. Had big power in his left hand. Cracked Munoz a few times. Kind of had Munoz scared where all he wanted to do was shoot. Neither guy blew me away, right? But uh, I thought the right guy won. I thought Manish should have won that fight. I got that fight wrong. I took Munoz. That's what, that's what happens when I go against a local kid. I've seen Manish fight live many, many years ago. And his last... So a little quick story. His last victory before he came to the UFC, I believe... Was over Van Camp. Yeah. So Van Camp, him and his brother are both studs out of Indiana. I saw Van Camp fight his pro debut. I was actually supposed to fight on that card, but I, you know, obviously I didn't. Something happened medically and all this stuff, so I didn't. But I went to the fight because my head coach was fighting. Van Camp's brother. I don't know if it was Kellen or his other. I don't know his brother's name. I don't know if it was the guy, man. It's funny. But both those kids are studs in Indiana. Like, they're like Indiana's hope. Man has knocked out Van Camp in the first round. No problem. One shot, right? So I leaned Van and Manis early in the week, and then I switched to Munoz just because I didn't think Manis was going to beat Borg. I picked Borg to beat Manis. That was the, my my pick'em. My all my pick'ems got fucked up. But when this fight got made, I started leaning towards Munoz because I thought he had a better skills everywhere. Manis just had better cardio and more power. So more power to Manis. Uh, and uh, yeah, good good for him. All right, Jonathan Martinez with Frankie Signs. This was brutal. I picked Frankie Signs as an underdog. I thought, you know, Martinez looked big in there. I know he missed weight, but he looked so much bigger than he did against Andre Sukumal. He got taken down left and right against Sukumal, and Frankie Sainz just looked every bit his age in there. I know he fought a guy that missed weight, and it probably outweighed him a little bit, a young, dangerous kid, but Sainz just can't take a shot anymore. Um, his wrestling is really deteriorated. His stand-up is, is just one note. He's got a right hand. If he doesn't need the right hand, he's fucked. Really disappointed in Sainz here. Um, absolutely... Uh, embarrassed that i picked signs here but you know what? i did say it was risky i did tell you guys it was risky but yeah signs is i think he's done i, I mean 12 and 7 i mean if the usc is going to give him another fight contract contractually wise fine but don't resign him i mean the guy he looks 50 I, I don't know how old he is he's probably in his 30 imagine late 30s but uh yeah martinez is, is a solid prospect he's got good kicks got good knees but i mean he, he every time he touched science he hurt him so um he doesn't uh, fucking martinez doesn't have that kind of power uh, Trevin Giles versus uh, fuck Kevin Holland got ba- uh, got canceled. Trevin Giles passed out right before the fight. It was heart related issue, which is very scary stuff. He got released from hospital, stayed overnight, but got eventually got released. Um, he, he's got to see a cardiologist, or whatever. But apparently, he's doing all right. Don't know what happened there. Kind of sucks for Kevin Holland. That was a fight I was looking forward to. Um, and but Kevin Holland just got rebooked for this Saturday, so it kind of all worked out for him. All right, but the next fight was Bobby Green versus Lando Venata, fight of the night. Hit my underdog lock. I'm very happy about that. I should have bet on this fight. I did not. I'll tell you why. 
Um, <clears throat> but I hit on my my lock in the night. I hit my 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 dog lock in the night, which I'm very happy with. Surprised that Bobby Green wasn't on a dog in the night, but Bobby showed some power. He sat down. He kept his feet planted on some of these punches, some of these straight right hands that put Venata down, which is good. A guy like Venata moves a lot. Bobby Green moves a lot too. He's got a kind of a, a an interesting style where he keeps his hands down, moves his upper body a lot. Problem with that is when you counter, unless you're really special, you don't usually have giant, giant power. Unless you're absolutely special. There's a reason Floyd Mayweather later in his career when he started fighting up in weight, um, he used to knock people out back in the day when he was fighting at 135, 130, 135. He was knocking dudes out. He had really good power because he could sit down on his punches and he was, and he was and he could get out of the way. When you fight with the bigger guys, you he had to move a little bit more and use kind of that Philly shell, that shoulder roll kind of defense, and his counter punching wasn't as powerful. Um, Bobby Green, though, sat down on some of his punches and, and cracked Venata, dropped him at least twice. I thought it was a clean victory for Bobby Green. These guys could fight at least once a month. I watch it. Um, and I'm happy. Bobby Green's electric. After that post-fight speech, last time was great. He did another one this week, or this past week. That was fantastic. So big fan of Bobby Green. Um, good performance. Fight of the night, obviously. I mean, no, anyone could have predicted that. Vincente Luque versus Randy Brown. This is a fight that I, I locked in on Vincente Luque. I thought he was the absolute lock of the night. He was. Randy Brown, big kid, but he's, you know, he's a little bit chinny, right? And he got his leg chewed up. His only option was to get Luke down and, and possibly do some ground and pound like he did against Mickey Gall, maybe get a submission. He is big. He is strong. He has a, the potential of doing that, but Luke's too seasoned, right? Luke's good, all, good submissions himself. He's got a good Darce. He's hard to hold down. His striking is good. I mean, the guy fucking takes it. Rainy Brown striking looked decent in this fight, but he did get his leg chewed up. He did get hit quite a few times and then obviously got knocked out. The, the, the knee was in question. I thought it was perfectly legal. Someone super slow mowed it, and there was like maybe a finger down. I don't give a fuck if the whole hand was down. I think one hand you should be able to knee to the head. I think two hands you should be able to knee to the head. If I'm being honest, if you're if you're if you don't have your knees on the ground, right, and you're against the cage or whatever, and you have both hands on the ground but your knees are on the ground, you should be able to get knee in the fucking head. You know, don't play that game. You're doing that little funny shit. And guys used to do that all the time. They used to put one finger down. I'm glad they changed that rule. And I thought it was clean. I thought it was really smart. Luke lifted him up, need him, finished him like that. And that was my lock. So I got my dog lock, my lock. Too bad I'm a fucking idiot and I didn't bet it. Again, we'll get to that. Jennifer Meyer versus Joanne Calderwood. I, you know, I had Maya. It hurt me to pick Maya as the underdog here. I just thought maybe she was going to be a little too kind of aggressive for Joanne, right? I thought the, the ground game was going to separate Joanne. I thought Joanne's getting better on the ground. But Maya attacks, you know, Maya attacks and she's, and she's tough in the pocket. And uh, she's fierce, and Joanne got caught in an armbar, did not want to tap out, but ended up tapping out. Joanne ended up passing out, uh, too. Her heart rate dropped. She had to get rushed to the hospital. She got released that night, so I'm assuming it wasn't that serious. I'm assuming it could have been cut, fight, uh, weight cut related because she did take this fight relatively short. I don't know how much weight she has to cut, uh, dehydration issue. I don't really know. She lives in Vegas. So the heat wasn't a factor. You know, like some people go to Vegas, they can't take the heat. Maya, though, clearly, clearly the girl that's got to fight uh, Subchenko. She hasn't fought her yet. I know Caitlin Chikagian's like number one or whatever. But you just beat a girl who got the, had the title shot, so you deserve the title shot. It makes sense. Main event time, Derek Brunson versus Edmund Shabazian. How was all in on Shabazian? Okay. Um, I fell to all the all the marketing, all the people talking about him. I fell for it. Um, he was my send him home. I thought if he was going to win, he was going to knock out Brunson. And also, um, I didn't love this card betting wise. I even said last podcast 
on the Pick'em podcast, I wasn't seeing him that great, right? Some of these fights I, I felt like were kind of weird. A lot of fights got canceled. So it was kind of a weird thing. I did have my dog and my lock win. So I should have bet at those. But FanDuel, shout out FanDuel, is the only place I bet. They sent me 100 bucks, 100 bucks bonus for whatever the fuck reason. I don't like these bonuses, right? That's my little tip for you. If you sign up for any online retailer, whether you live in a state that has gambling or a state that doesn't, any kind of online book, I always decline the fucking bonuses because they decide that, oh, well, you took our bonus, so you can't cash out till you bet 15 times that or whatever it is, right? So I put a hundred buck bonus on Shabazzian. So that's going to be my only bet, right? I don't want to, I was going to paint the board. I was going to go green. I was going to go Luke. I was going to get, you know, mix in my fucking parlays and stuff. I said, nope, just one single bet. Shabazzian, even though he wasn't my lock, I was very confident that he was going to catch Derek Brunson. Well, the first round was competitive. Derek Brunson though has been in there with some, with some of the best. I mean, his, his, whether he's won or lost, he's been in there with some fucking dogs. And Shabazzian just, if you, he's not going to put you out that right hand, he's going to slow down. He did the same thing in the Darren Stewart fight where he won a split decision, but he slowed down. This kid has been knocking everyone out. So he's training for three rounds. This was a three round fight. He's training for three rounds, but I don't know if he's really ready for three rounds. You know what I mean? Um, Cause he hasn't been three rounds yet. This, you know, he got stopped in the, I believe the third round um, probably shouldn't have came out of the second round. I think her want to stop it. The doctor said, nah, he can fight. Uh, his corner was talking in Albanian or whatever they, I don't, what are Armenian? Um, so I don't know what the fuck was said. Right. But, uh, it probably should have been stopped because he, he's 22 years old. You know, he is a finisher though. Right. So he, he had the opportunity to probably come out and catch Derek Brunson in the third round. I get that, but he also was gassing and got beat up bad. And that in that, uh, especially at the end of the second round, we thought he was out. It was like a flash knockout. Um, very impressed by Derek Brunson here. You know, uh, a guy who's fought everybody. My big knock on him, I said this on a podcast, is he's fought Izzy when Izzy was the next guy lost. He fought Yol when Yol was becoming the you know the champion lost. Derek uh, Robert Whitaker, same thing. He's fallen short with some of these contenders. He just proved a little too much for Shabazzian. I love that Derek went down to Florida. He's working with Henry Hoof. He looked in incredible shape. He's still wild. He still gets hit a lot. Um, but he put a pressure on Shabazzian and the mix in his wrestling really warm, warm down and, and, and he looked flawless. I mean, this is, this is Derek Brunson. You know what I mean? Like a guy who, I mean, he's ranked in the division and he looked fucking good. He looked, he looked tough in there. And, you know, I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't see it and that I bet Shabazzian and he was my send him home. And he was a big favorite. I, I pride myself on digging out underdogs. I hit two on the night. I hit my and green. So overall, an okay night. Kind of a weird night with everything getting canceled. Hopefully this weekend, um, which is a sick card. I'm I going to do the, the pick will be out Friday. I'm going to record that tomorrow. Uh, it looks awesome. It looks like a fucking sick card. Like for a fight night, there's some some guys on there that I'm, I'm really looking forward to fighting. So... I don't have anything planned besides that. I was, I had uh, a scheduled uh, 45 minute truck talk. So I'm a, I don't, I, you know, I, I have nothing else to talk about. We were crap. I could end it right here. Uh, let's see what else. Chris Wyman says the pressure of fighting. Well, my MMA fighting. Yeah, no shit. Oh yeah. Tim Elliott and Jamal Hill got suspended for, um, and Pena for, uh, um, and bear you maybe test positive for fucking steroids. Still can't get a win. Fucking idiot. Um, Pena, Tim Elliott, and Jamal Hill for marijuana. 
Quit testing for weed, guys. I mean, what is this? Rodriguez pulled out of his August 29th headliner versus Zabib, which just got official. Apparently, Yair never signed. He broke his ankle or fractured his ankle or something. Yeah, Zabib came out. Obviously, he didn't say it, but one of his managers tweeted out uh, some shit to Yair. Kind of weird that Yair just can't get this fight in the books. It's definitely like a Tony Khabib, a less anticipated Tony Khabib, but nonetheless, kind of like that. Ed Herman's really mad that uh, you know his fight got canceled. Um, and he, you know, he wants to fight Kevin Holland because Kevin Holland called him out. Um, Mark Goddard's gonna referee Steph uh Stephen Miocic and Danny Cormier. Okay. Bellator's back Friday night. We'll talk about that tomorrow. You know, that's about it. There hasn't been like a ton. Ricky Smoan, Berlin Kellenhurst in the works. I don't really care about that fight, if I'm being completely honest with you. you know, there's other fights that I I I uh I care about. Yeah. So that's about it. You know, um that's the show. 32 minutes, not bad, not bad. I mean, I think the first 15 was the truck. So, uh, a couple good minutes in there of MMA. That's it. Follow me on all social media. My YouTube has been really quiet. I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I bought this cool camera and how these plans to shoot it. I've been distracted. The video game's coming out. I'm distracted by that. I just got this new truck and I'm, I'm like, when I get my mind on something, that's all I fucking can do or think about until it comes. Like I get rid of it. Like I'm, that's like an OCD. Like I'm not a good multitasker. Um, but that's it. Follow me on all social media. I'm going to text podcasts on Twitter, YouTube, um, Instagram. I love all the comments. I love all the interactions on Twitter. I'm getting some really good interactions. I, I've, I've gained a few followers over the past week. I uh, don't have a lot still, but it's great when you guys tweet me and, you know, give you know, what's your thoughts on this or comment on something I tweet. I love the interaction. I think that's really cool that just an idiot doing a podcast about something that he absolutely loves. I'm not getting paid to do this. I'm doing this because I absolutely love it. Um, the sport of MMA and having other people enjoy it and also reach out to me and, and want to pick my brain and stuff. I think that's really fucking cool. I don't want to get all sentimental, emotional, but I think it's fucking cool. All right, that's it, guys. I will talk to you. You'll hear my voice Friday. I'm going to record a pick them tomorrow. I was going to do a back-to-back, but, you know, wife's got to go to Target and shit. You know how that goes. All right, that's it. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.